I had quite a bit of arm hair and I think you can relate to this too you know you're Bulgarian you <laughs> yeah but you I'm a man like, so I don't care okay well <laughs> fucking shots fired in this episode eh? <laughs> wow savage Welcome back to another episode of Sex in the Six. I am your host, Lee, and this is my co-host, Vitan. Yeah, yeah! <laughs> know what that was. I don't know either, but it's okay. We're here, you're queer, we're great. Thank you very much for that, Lee. You're so welcome. <laughs> All right, everybody, today we thought we would cherish a beautiful moment with you guys. We are talking about a very deep subject today, hence the need for a glass of wine right now. We are talking about your relationship with your body. More so our relationship with our body. Yeah, I don't have a relationship to any of our listeners' bodies, so. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to uh, let our (laughs) listeners know that we have upgraded our equipment So if any listeners out there are noticing a change in the sound and the audio, we'll just know, you know, we're trying, we're trying, we're upgrading, we're doing our best. And this is proof. And if you guys do ever notice anything, please feel free to give us tips. Yeah. Just put it in the comment section, wherever that comment section is. (laughs) Just put it in there. Just throw it down there, bitch. We will listen. (laughs) So, Lee, talking about our relationship with our bodies, let's start with your childhood. How was your relationship with your body in your childhood? Okay. So, growing up, I don't think I ever really thought about my body. I was always pretty much just a skinny white girl. I had no complaints. I was, you know, my parents had me in swimming, dance, later on gymnastics. So, I was always in shape as a kid, and I had great genes. So I really didn't have to worry about being overweight, for example. Um, And then in high school, again, it stayed the same. I think I progressed mostly like any other girl. I'd have a couple, you know, I'd have some acne here, there, nothing that would, nothing that was uh, detrimental to my, you know, my, my, my social, social life. I think the body issues really only surfaced in university and Uh, that's not to say that I have any severe body issues, but if I wanted to zero in on it, on a time, it would be university. And it's just the, the nature of the, of the business that you and I are both in. We're, we're both actors and we're in a theater school, which was fiercely competitive. And there was a lot of stunning girls in my class. So, you know, naturally you're going to compare yourself to one another. I tended to hang out with the men more so in our class, uh, of course you and, obviously some of our other guy friends. Um, I just found that there was less drama and there was there was less of that comparative bullshit. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get into it a bit more in detail, but what about you? What was your childhood like? My, like my childhood was very weird in terms of the relationship with my body. When I was a little kid, a very little kid, I, so I started dance when I was three years of age. And then I started drama classes and singing classes and so on and so forth. So as a little kid, I was very active and I had a really good body mass index. So as to say, it was around the time of around grade three, grade four, that I started snacking a lot. I changed schools. I went from a public school to a private school. And during that amount of time, my parents' divorce also started. So I was really spending my time emotionally eating, just going through my emotions through by eating, basically. And that's when I started gaining weight. And I never really noticed the weight that I gained around grade three, grade four, grade five, until I started going into high school. In high school, that's when I started noticing my weight gain. And it was not that people were comparing themselves to each other in high school for me. It was me comparing myself to other people and saying, oh, wow, like 
I don't look like that guy. I don't look like that guy. I don't look like that guy or blah, blah, blah. blah. And around grade 10 was the moment that I spent one night looking at these ballet videos on YouTube and I was just mesmerized by these guys' bodies. I was just like, wow, like they look incredible. And so I told my mom, I want to sign up for ballet classes. I want to do ballet. And within a few months, I also started really restricting my cat, like my caloric intake. I did not eat so much. So I lost an incredible amount of weight within a month and a half. I lost around 35 pounds. And so it was a lot of weight. I was not anorexic because anorexic really like requires for you to be having this kind of eating disorder over a longer period of time. This like was half a year after that. A lot of teachers told me and like gave me comments, made comments about me, about my body and saying, are you okay? I've just, you know, we've noticed that you have lost a lot of weight. Is there something going on in your life? And I was like, no, everything's fine. I'm just, everything's perfect. Like I'm perfect. Like look at my body, but I was so, I was not really happy with my body at that point. So yeah, but like that's going really in detail about my, my high school, but yeah, my childhood. Yeah, that was it until grade three. I was really healthy with my body and then emotionally eating and gaining weight and then noticing it in high school. Yeah. I like, I want to ask you a question about like your high school years. Like you said that your childhood was fine. Did you not compare yourself at all with anybody in high school? Of course. Yeah, of course I did. I, I don't know if I did so in terms of body. Cause I, I, I always had a pretty good body in high school. And, um, I think I compared myself to the women in high school in terms of, you know, why, do, why do guys like them? versus me or or why are they popular when they're complete assholes <laughs> and some of the nicest human beings on the planet are not you know I don't think it was ever in terms of body I don't know but I, in theater school I mean it was tough in in first year I remember I moved away and uh, all of a sudden I'm now having to cook for myself which I didn't know how to cook I knew how to cook craft dinner so <laughs> I was eating craft dinner as like my main staple all day, every day. (laughs) So naturally I broke out like a ton and I had a lot of bad issues with acne in my first year university. And I was like, what the heck? Like, this is not normal. This isn't what my skin is normally like. So I went back home uh, to Winnipeg and I went to go see a doctor. My mom said, let's go see a doctor. And he prescribed me to go on birth control, which I thought was hilarious because I went on birth control before I lost my virginity. Yeah, and I wasn't using it for protection. I was using it to get rid of my acne, something with the hormones. Apparently it would just regulate my hormones. So anyways, I lost all the acne, but I gained 15 pounds. Now, I feel like I could compare, like I could say that that was due to the birth control. It was probably also due to me not knowing how to cook properly in first year. I probably wasn't getting much nutritional value of the foods I was getting. And one, another one, I was under immense stress in first year. I had moved away from home. So, you know, I don't think that's good for anyone's body. Um, However, when I finished first year and I went home to Winnipeg and I spent the summer there, I decided to drop the birth control because it just wasn't for me. I was very emotional. I had mood swings like crazy. And (laughs) I said to myself, I would rather have acne than be overweight. So take that as you will. (laughs) I don't know what to make of that. But so I dropped it. I lost the 15 pounds and my acne didn't come back. So that was just kind of like a blessing. And then, yeah, the rest of theater school, it was just sort of, again, I, I've, I've been fortunate to always have a body that is pretty good. You know, I was always very active uh, when I was younger and I've continued to stay active. And a year after university, year or two, I went vegan and I've been vegan for almost three years now. Um, and I've never looked back. <laughs> if you have a ton of acne and you bloat all the time, go vegan. There's my, there's my little, uh, what do you call it? Marketing scheme for you. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, but I do remember being in a, in a theater school with, with, with the girls in our class and there were girls with eating disorders. There were girls that were constantly saying that they were fat and comparing themselves to each other. And it's just, it was really, it's just so sad to see that, 
you know, that is still on top of people's minds. I mean, we were a class of all white kids, which was disgusting in and of itself, but we're all comparing ourselves to each other and skinny was somehow what was best in some people's minds. And I don't think that's the way that the industry is moving. So I I don't know why that some girls were obsessing over that. It's really interesting that you're mentioning the acne because whenever I think about our relationship with our body, I forget that in high school, I had a huge acne journey, like for two and a half years. And for me, it was devastating because for me, after I lost the body weight in grade 10, acne started becoming my next sort of obsession. And I was infatuated by skincare and how to just get rid of all my acne. I was, I was constantly criticizing myself every single time that I was going in front of the mirror. I would just have this horrible self-talk. And the way that I was just self-deprecating, even in front of people, when I was just calling myself ugly, even though I really wasn't ugly. I guess I had a few pimples here and there. However, this, this took over my mind. Like, I like how you just went to the doctor, tried on some birth control, then you know, like got off of it and said, you, I'd rather have acne than, than be overweight. For me, I w- like my perfectionism is such a part of who I am, even though I'm a recovering perfectionist today. Back then, it was just everything needs to be perfect. I need to be skinny and have no acne, have this perfect hair. Everything needs to be perfect. And I just need to look like a little robot. But I, I just forget that acne was a huge part of my journey. And it was something that it was devastating. However, is there advice that you would give to people right now about acne, for instance, uh, if our listeners are going through a journey right now where they're experiencing acne issues, what kind of advice would you give to them other than just being vegan? What would you say to them so that they can relieve themselves from that emotional burden or psychological burden that they're causing themselves? Well, I think acne is just like anybody, uh, you know, air quotes, imperfection. I mean, doctors say this to you all the time, which kind of sounds like a bl- blanket statement so that they don't have to do their job. <laughs> they say everybody is different. It's true. Of course, my number one thing would be go vegan because dairy is horrible for your body and you will you will break out because of it. Trust me. Second, if you are not willing to do that, get a good skincare routine. I use La Roche-Posay. It's amazing. Get it at Shoppers. Third, uh, you know, drink water, just be, you know, clean your face, eat healthy. Like if you're not going to go vegan, at least like try to eat whole foods, try to eat, don't eat so much processed junk. I mean, I, I for me, it just seems crazy that people don't understand that what happens to your body starts from within. Um, and you really have to consider the stuff that you're putting into your body because that's, you know, your body is the, is the representation of what's going on inside. Right. I, I, I I don't have anything else to say. If, if, if people think this is a harsh opinion, maybe, but sometimes people are just like, Oh, I'm going to eat and do and live my life however I want. And I'm just going to use this cream and it'll all go away. No, it will not. (laughs) That's not how it works, but that's my opinion. (laughs) And what about you? What would you say to people? Well, I would add on to what you just said, because I do believe that diet is very important by diet. I'm not saying for you to restrict your calories. I'm just saying, watch what you're eating. Let it be whole foods. Let it be whole grain stuff. Things that are like the more fruits and vegetables, the, the more plant-based protein and nutrition that you're getting into your body is the best. Even as a person like me, who I'm not a vegan, however, I am at least 80% plant-based because I know that exactly as what you just said, Lee, what you put in your body, your body outside reflects what you put in. Second, yes, water. The third thing, yes, skincare. The fourth thing though, there there are people who, even when they're watching everything, they still break out. I think the most important thing is to be kind to yourself because that self-criticism, that self-deprecation is it just, it's futile. It's not helpful Mm -hmm. to your self-esteem, to your self-confidence, constantly berating yourself in your mind, constantly saying that you're ugly or 
who cares if you go out, even if you're going to some big gala and you have a pimple on your face? Yeah, okay, you cover it up as much as you want, as much as you can. But even if you can't control the pimple, just forget about it. I know it's hard to forget about something, but it's better just to let it go. Okay, I have the pimple, who cares? And just go go on, like just like move forward because I find mm-hmm. that a lot of, like the way that I treated myself in high school about my pimples, even in university, I would not even step onto the subway if I had a pimple. It was that oh, bad. Wow. It was really bad. I mean, like perfectionism is something that we do not talk about a lot in this society. Yeah, and I think some people suffer from it like more than others, but you make a good point too. Like, I think it's also a healthy habit to do, to remind yourself that a lot of these comparisons that we make in our head, you know, I think a lot of it stems from social media, especially Instagram, you know, you're, you're scrolling and you see your, your friends or these celebrities with the perfect face. I'm sorry, come on on you do know that facetune exists right like you do know there are apps there are there are filters everything to make you look flawless so really 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 please listeners stop comparing yourself to people on instagram because instagram is everyone's best version of themselves stop comparing yourself to people period like on instagram in life just everywhere it's just not helpful and and everybody, yeah. And everybody gets acne. Like there is no one who has not had acne. Everybody's going to get it. And I think what's interesting is we have you and I, a male and a female perspective. I would like to say the ladies out there, um, even being vegan and having a great skincare routine, um, I do break out. And why? Because women go through a natural cycle every month. And so I always break out right before uh, my period. So that is just a thing that I know that comes. And I don't think, oh my gosh, you know, my, my diet has gone to shit or, or I'm, I'm not, you know, what am I doing with my life? It's, it's like, no, I know this is how it happens every time before. And I always like to joke to my boyfriend. I, I call it my hot week after there's the week after your period. It's when you're, you've, the bloating is gone. You're skinny again. <laughs> and the acne miraculously just, goes away and it's like the hottest you will ever look is that week after your period that's hilarious i don't know if men have that same kind of cycle uh no i haven't had acne in a long while knocking on wood right now i'm really i'm really appreciative of that it's it's really interesting like i want to go back to something that you talked about about comparison in university especially in university was the second sort of cycle for me going through body issues again, because as you said, as actors, first of all, I think the listeners need to know that Ryerson Theater School right now, Ryerson School of Performance is a competitive conservatory acting program. There are thousands of people who audition and they only accept up to 30, sometimes 28, sometimes 26, but 30 approximately are accepted into the program in first year. And after first year, actually during first year, there's this cutting program where they put you on probation, let's say by first semester. Lee was not put on probation, I was put on probation. And then if you're put on probation again in second semester, you're cut from the program. I was off probation. However, that pro- like that probation probationary, whatever that's called, that probation period was- Probational? No, pro, no, no, it's something, (laughs) whatever. Like, like we're smart. Anyways, (laughs) that probation, (laughs) that probation period really stressed me the hell out. Like I was so stressed and it came to, it just pushed my perfectionism through the roof. I was like, I need to watch everything that I'm doing, every word that I say, the way that I move my body on stage, everything. And that started pushing me to start viewing other people in my class and comparing myself to them and saying, okay, well, yeah, well, she looks skinnier than me. Maybe that's why that, that professor likes her. Oh my gosh, he's taller than me. Well, maybe I should wear shoes so that my professor likes me like that. Okay. Well, that guy like looks like that, but like, I would just look at everyone and, and make these mental lists about how I should look, how I should be so that I can get approval and validation. 
And I think that goes to our next topic during this episode, approval and validation, how we think that how we look, like if we look a certain way, we're going to get more approval or validation from certain people. When you started going through your uh, weight stuff or body stuff or acne stuff during like university, did you do it for other people's approval? Did you do it for other people's validation? Uh, I don't know, man. I think I I should also mention here too, that it just popped up into my head because I think of body issues and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I've always kind of thought like, oh yeah, you could lose a little bit more, like a little weight here. You could, you could slim out a little here. I've never had a huge issue with it. Like some do, but I think it's honestly, I think it's natural that people have these thoughts. And I think it was second year, maybe no, or maybe first year when I had gained that weight, I was like desperate to lose it. And so I, I went and bought those, um, Garcinia Cambogia pills, the like oh, okay. fake pills that say you're, it'll like eat up all your fat and you'll lose weight. They're bullshit. So <laughs> to the listeners, if you're a girl or a guy out there who's like desperate to lose weight, don't waste your money. That's oh, just, that's I remember just- when you sold that to me one time, like you were just like giving me a sales pitch. No, yeah. you just get the Garcinia Cambogia. I'm like, yeah, okay. So- so stupid. And then I obviously was like working out a ton and eating well. And then I lost weight and I was like, see, it's the pills. It's like, no, bitch, you just got healthy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I don't think I did it for approval or validation from our profs in the way that you were. Um, like hearing what you went through on probation, that sounds like it sucked. I don't think I did it for them. I, I mean, I, I've always had a thing with, you know, wanting to look good so other people will think I look good. Like, I don't know why. I, I think it's honestly like an animalistic thing, right? We're always trying to be, it's like survival of the fittest. And in our world, it's survival of the hottest. So (laughs) like, I swear you just show up in an interview and you're just so hot. Like you're getting hired, even if you're dumb, dumb as hell. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I mean, I probably did it for some, some guys. I, probably did it for the girls. I, I don't know. I, I, and I, I shouldn't say that I didn't do it for myself either. I do look, I do love looking great. I do love feeling great. Um, like for example, I've been working out since the end of October. I have a personal trainer now, and I also, um, do zoom workouts with my best friend from home. And I just love it. I love, I love the feeling of getting stronger. I love the results and, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, who am I seeing, you know? So I'm not doing it for anybody right now. I'm doing it for myself, which feels amazing. But yeah, during university, I was, I don't know. It feels like blur university. I feel like if I had started university at this age, it would have been a completely different experience. I think from the ages of 18 to what were we, 22 when we graduated, it's just so impressionable. And you think, oh, I'm an adult. It's like, well, are you really? Because you really like we none of us knew who we were we were all we were all finding it out as we went along and that's natural I think for that age but also having to do it under such a competitive theater school as you mentioned is it's it's tough it just at least for me I don't know like there in first year I was doing it for the profs by third and fourth year after I came out I started doing it for other gay guys so that I can be noticed and but it's not healthy because I really did not get my own approval or validation. Like I'm going around working out, eating well, doing my acne, you know, I mean, skincare, like hair or whatever routine for other people's like that, like for that external validation. However, I did not even approve of myself at that time. I didn't even appreciate myself that much. I didn't even validate myself. So like I'm going around seeking someone else's validation when I don't even have my own. And that's the sad part when I look back on it, because as you say, I think if I started university right now at this age, I have so much knowledge and wisdom and self-awareness about my own flaws, about how I view the world uh, that I do end up going into these kind of perfectionist sort of tendencies. And I would catch myself now. Back then I didn't catch myself. I thought like, this is the way to go. Like if I'm a perfectionist, like maybe that's amazing. Like I'm going to be, but it's like, it eats, it eats you up on the inside. Cause I was so, I was so tired and exhausted and I was so just, I just hated myself. I was like, so then what's the point of all this? 
now I take care of my skin, hair and body and everything as much as I can. Like I know, like with, like, as we age, things happen and I'm not so much of a perfectionist anymore, but I'm doing the best that I can. And I don't care if anybody notices me, like, okay, it's great if someone notices me, but what I have realized is that, do I notice myself? Do I look in the mirror and say, yeah, I love you. Yeah. You look beautiful. Yes. You look amazing. Whereas before I never did that. Never. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that. Um, when I traveled to Taiwan, the first week I was with my parents, we went to go see my brother, but the first week I was with just my parents and I took a selfie. Like I swear to God, every five minutes I was taking selfies and my dad was like, you're going to have to start paying me a dollar for every selfie you take. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> I'm going to be poor. But like, I think that's a great thing. Like you were saying, like looking in the mirror and being like, yes, I love that guy. Like, and, and take selfies of yourself, hype yourself up, do it. Who cares if people say, oh, she looks self-absorbed or, oh, you know, he, he looks like he's full of himself or oh, so stupid taking all those pictures. Screw them. You're allowed to love yourself. And, and that kind of mentality that you're full of yourself or, or that you're this or you're that just speaking from their own insecurities because they don't do that themselves. You know, you're allowed to love yourself. So go out and do it. And I have a question for you, Batan, because no, we okay. talked about acne already and I want to circle back to body weight. I obviously know it's a very touchy subject for people. And I think if you love the way you are, like the way you look, then go for it. You know what I mean? You and I are two people who like to be physically fit. That's something that we'll enjoy. Mm -hmm. So for those people out there that are listening, who, who do want to have more of a physical, physically fit body or an athletic body, what would your advice be to those people who are, who are seeking that? Again, disclaimer, if you love the way you look already and you don't care about this, you can fast forward to the next part of the podcast, but I want to hear your advice on that. My advice is first of all, consistency. Uh, whether it is that you, like if you're following a workout plan or you have a personal trainer like Lee, consistency is so important. I find that I, I did it really wrong in university. I would go really intense one day, then be burnt out the next day, then go really intense the next day, then be burnt out for two days. So yep. I never, it was me. I was just up and down, up and down. It was so bad. So now I do I, like right now I can do 150 squats. No problem. Every single day I can do uh, 10, 30 second planks with 10 break, like 10 second breaks in between. And that's no, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Don't look uh, at me like that. Did you just say 150 squats? Are you fucked? No, you do not. I, I swear I do. I'm, no, like, you do not. <laughs> it's not that much. I just break them down in 40 Set, okay. like 40 squats listeners each. we are gonna we're gonna get Vitan to film him doing these 150 squats he's gonna put it on the instagram because i don't believe it i'm not buying it you know what i'll do it actually just for the instagram for our sex and the six <laughs> i'm gonna do it i actually love it so much i don't know why why i do it but before okay like lee before i would do i like i would try to do like let's say 100 squats during like those intense days, but I would do it with 30 pound weights. And that's yeah, like, <laughs> no, but like that would kill my knees, kill my energy. I was done. So, okay. But, but, but going back to like my advice to listeners who want to keep, have a physically fit body, I personally don't care about having a six pack or an eight pack. I think that's a lot of work. Uh, if you want to do it, do it. I like for myself having a toned stomach. I like having a fit body that can bend, can twist, can move, can is 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 able to endure stress and has stamina. For me, it's not about having the most amount of stuff. You say that it's a lot of squats. I only do two things. I do squats and planks every single day. I don't do 700 different things, right? So for me, it doesn't seem like a lot because like 150 squats plus 10 30 second planks to me is like, okay, like that's a one hour workout. 
and that's fine. Or like, that's like a 45 minute work and that's fine. I would just recommend that people be consistent with what they do. Even if it's small, you at least want to do something small that you do every single day rather than do something huge that you do it twice a week. So consistency is my advice. What's your advice? Yeah, no, that is great advice. Um, like, I'm not going to lie. Here's another disclaimer. disclaimer. <laughs> no, another no, another advertisement. I know, right? English. Oh. Um, another advertisement. Um, vegan does a lot of the heavy lifting for my body. You know, I have eaten like a box of Maynard's candies and I still have flat abs just because I don't have any animal byproducts just chilling out in my intestines. Second, I do agree with your consistency. Yeah, if you work out, like, don't be one of those people who, you know, you want to lose weight. I hear you don't go start working out every day of the week. You're not going to be able to do it. You'll burn out. Um, especially if you're going from not working out at all, do something that is reasonable for you. So for example, I said to myself, okay, Lee, you've been sitting on your ass on the couch, not doing anything with your life. What were you doing in high school? In high school, I went to rhythmic gymnastics three nights a week. Okay. That seems reasonable. I can work out three days a week. So I started working out three days a week with my, my best friend from home and we did Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that's we still do that. And now I've begin, I've like, I'm beginning to add more days just because my body can handle it and I can handle it. And I, I look forward to working out because I mean, during a pandemic, it's like one of the only things I do in a day besides just like video gaming and sitting around. So, <laughs> so yeah, consistency, workout, reasonably workout. Now, let's say your job is like you're a server or you're someone who's constantly on your feet, then you might need, you might not need to work out as much because walking, believe it or not, is amazing exercise. Just getting your body moving is great. If you sit at a desk job, like nine to five and you get home, like get moving, seriously, do something for your body. Cause sitting in like, just sitting is apparently not very good for your body. So just get moving. And, and these workouts don't have to be rigorous. Like they don't have to be heavy lifting, running for 45 minutes, you know, do a bit of yoga, go for a walk, just move. And third, huh? Well, you have yeah. three. I got three. Okay. Here's my third one. Write down your progress or have some sort of progress measurement. So it's either a progress picture you take once a week or it's a, your, your weight on the scale once a week, or it's, or it's measurements with a, like a measuring tape, seeing those incremental like progressions is so motivating that you will continue to go further. That's my advice. I like that. Like, that's really good advice. I think that's really good advice. Like even I right now with my personal trainer, we, we do one more push up every week, just one more. And just seeing, I started at like nine a month ago and yesterday I did 18 and I was like, that's insane. I never thought I would do 18 pushups. Like I was always the person who was afraid of pushups and doing 18, like I'm feeling pretty strong and that's great. <laughs> it's funny how you said to our listeners, like you don't need to do like the heavy lifting or like the 45 minute runs. When I was in university, I, I don't know if I told you this, but this was in third year, I would go to the gym and run for an hour. I kid you not for an hour. Like that's how, how obsessed I was. Your poor knees. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was really bad. And I, and I would go there not being fed. Then after I would walk out and then take the subway and go home. And that would be like an hour and a half. So I'd be like four or five hours, like not eating basically. And I'm working out like that long. It was incredible. And how often I got sick, my gosh, you, you wouldn't believe it. So yeah, I would recommend to anybody, honestly, have a, like, actually, this is my next tip. If you're working out, uh, and I mean, like, these are tips for working out. So like, not if, when you're working out, have a pre-workout snack or amino acid kind of like drink, and then also have a post-workout snack. It's not okay to starve yourself. It is so not okay because your body will go into starvation mode. You will think, yeah, it's burning off my fat and this and that, but your body needs nutrition. It needs nutrients. It needs protein. It needs vitamins and minerals. So yes, work out, but plan to feed yourself after that. Don't be like me a few, like, 
like me in the like university where I was just no it was it was disgusting like just thinking about it it was just disgusting I'm gonna be slightly devil's advocate also just listen to your body for example I can't eat right before I work out or I'm I feel sick throughout the workout yeah um, you know okay. but make sure but I think what what you're trying to say is do make sure you have food in your body like for example and everybody is different some people like getting their workout done right away in the morning some people love the afternoon some people like night um I'm more of an afternoon person early afternoon myself but I do, I've never been someone who doesn't eat breakfast. I don't understand it. I remember in high school, there was a lot of people that would say to me, oh, I should say girls, not really guys, but mostly girls that were like, oh, I don't eat breakfast. I'm like, you are crazy. How do you concentrate? Like you, your body, it's fuel. Like imagine it as gas, like you need it to function. So that is my that is my tip on that but yes make sure you have food in you you might you might not need to eat right before you work out some people do like that my body can't handle that but i think yeah that is great advice though but can too and also to add about listening to your body if you feel sick don't push yourself that much like i mean like if you actually feel sick and you're going through like a cold or a flu there were times when i would be sick with a cold back in university and i would still work out and it oh, got, wow. yeah. And, and my cold, it just made it worse. So really listen to your body, listen to what your body's telling you. If you're feeling a lot of pain, like I'm, I know like people say like no pain, no gain, but I mean, like, it's not about lessening your workouts. If you're trying to make something really intense and your body is saying, okay, slow down. You don't need to make something too intense. Like adding one push up more like that's that's fine but let's say your workout is 20 push-ups and you're like you know what today i'm gonna do 20 more okay like calm the f down like <laughs> calm the hell down because you'll not be able to do it trust me yeah I you may not and also you're like you're gonna burn yourself out which then will make you less consistent which will then give you less progress progress okay, comes with consistency yes i want to say one last thing on on working out i think we should move to a different part of our body yeah. after that um really the last thing i want to say is if you're really looking for some great workouts look on youtube um <laughs> Honestly, no, honestly, no, like, I like, I like how you're just advertising. Dude, no, but people don't know what to do. Like they really don't know that. Like if you're someone who's never stepped into a gym before, you're like, what do I do? I don't know. How do I lose weight? Look up Pamela reef, look up mad fit, uh, look up pop sugar fitness. These are great workout channels on YouTube. And I do see results. Who's your personal trainer? Uh, my personal trainer, her name is Monica. She, she's a coworker of mine. Um, from local and she is getting her personal training fitness license. So yeah. And she is a babe. She is so fit. Her Instagram, uh, I'd have to pull it up. I don't have it right now, but she is so hot. And I'm like that, that's what I want. I want that. <laughs> and so I saw she was personally training another one of our coworkers. And I was like, uh, can I get in on this? So yeah. <laughs> okay. But now what I wanted to switch to was in grade five, this, I was thinking, okay, back to my childhood, back to my childhood. What, was there anything? Was I ever insecure? And yes, I was. In grade five, I think this is where, I think that's a normal, you know, time period for that children start to actually realize their own bodies. And of course, unfortunately, it's getting younger and younger nowadays with technology and social media. But for me, it was in grade five. And I was obviously starting uh, puberty. Uh, very early stages I had quite a bit of arm hair and I think you can relate to this too you know you're Bulgarian you <laughs> yeah but you I'm a man like. so I don't care okay well <laughs> fucking shots fired in this episode eh? <laughs> wow savage sorry anyway as I was opening up and being but yes I can relate okay, so, by yeah, having had... hair on my arm yeah okay yes <laughs> thank you thank you for the support okay <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry okay i had a ton of arm hair for a kid in grade five as a girl <laughs> this guy <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay so listen so you were okay. you were basically so i had a huge crush 
yeah chihuahua like you were like <laughs> like, like how much hard hair did you, you have mean chewbacca chewbacca sorry not a chihuahua no, i mean yeah a chihuahua i <laughs> wish i was a chihuahua yeah. okay no um no i mean i just had more than any other little girl that age and i was a girl and so anyways i had a crush i went on the, i had this like phase where i like loved korean guys and i like only looked at like i this was like in grade four a bunch of korean people a bunch of korean dudes and girls moved to moved to winnipeg and to my school so i just like and and then i made best friends with uh, a korean girl her name is so Kim. she was amazing love her um and i think because of my like close friendship with her i just like i just started loving korean dudes and I, I kind of still do to this day. They're really hot. But anyway, so <laughs> I'm sitting beside this guy. His name is Isaac um, in grade five. And uh, we're sitting there. And all of a sudden, he, like, my, my, hand, my arms are up on the desk. And um, I'm, just, I'm just chilling. I'm being comfortable. I'm being me in my T-shirt. He looks down to the right and sees my arm, does, like, a double take. And he goes, oh my God, everyone look at Lee's arms. She's so hairy. I was mortified. <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I'm pretty sure I was probably just beat red. And this is coming from someone like, I do not embarrass. I, I have the highest joke barometer, whatever you want to call it. I make jokes about myself all the time. People can say the meanest things to me and I will just laugh. But I think I learned that thick skin very young. I had older brothers. But this one got me because I had a crush on him and he did me dirty like that. And then, of course, now all the class is looking horrifying. And it was around that age when I decided to try Nair or Veet, that like chemical stuff that just like gets rid of it all. And oh, it smelled so bad. And obviously from there, grade six, seven, eight, the girls just all started getting into shaving. But I remember that being quite traumatizing. And I think in high school, I got over the fact that I had body hair. I had a friend, her name was Emily and uh, she was Russian and, and she had like body hair as well. And I remember one day being in the change room and uh, she like whipped out a razor or no, 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 sorry. No, I, I think I felt her arm somehow. I grazed it or whatever. And she, I was like, whoa, your arms are so soft. And she was like, yeah, I shaved them. I was like, huh? She's like, yeah, I shaved my arms. I was like, wait, you can do that? She was like, yeah, why, why not? I want to shave them. I'll shave them. I was like, yo, this is that shit I'm talking about. And I was like, it's okay. She seemed so confident about it that I was like, I, I'm going to do it. Haven't looked back. Hair. <laughs> what about you? No, because I know you, I remember you used to talk to me. Hair is a huge thing. Wait, like remember that I used to talk to you about what? In university, you used to talk to me that you were very nervous or shy about the hair on your shoulders. Okay. I remember you shaved it for a bit. Yes, I was really nervous. I mean, hair in general is a very huge topic that that just that I'm still infatuated with, like on top of skincare. When I first came out and I was seeing that guy that I was telling you guys about, who was in first year on my first date I thought it was a date clearly wasn't I went out and shaved my chest my back I did not shave my arms I did not shave my legs I like that I really like hair on my arms and my legs it's just I I don't know I shaved my yeah my bottom yes okay all like like we're going that far and I remember when I was in bed with him one day and I think I shaved myself like three days prior, like this is like after the date, like this is like after we've been seeing each other, blah, blah, blah. We're in his bed and he touches my back and he's like, ooh, you're like a little bit rough, Batan. Like you used to be really smooth. Like what's going on with you? Are you not taking care of yourself? And I- What? Yeah, I was, I was really, I was kind of shocked and I was so embarrassed. I'm like Lee. Lee has this high, whatever joke or embarrassment barometer. I have a very low one. Like I have a really low one. So I take things very personally when it comes, especially with something that I'm very critical to myself about. So I was really critical about that hair on my shoulders. And when he said it, I, I was like, oh, I like, no, no. Like, like, I'm so sorry. Like I'll take care of it by next time. Like, don't worry. 
I was so hard on myself. Like now, like looking at like it's it's ridiculous. Um, it's so sad, dude. I think I think the difference is you had your grade five moment way beyond mine. So I th- I don't think you would be as as self-critical now if someone said that to you now because you've had time to figure yourself out you know now yes but if now someone I'm- said that you would be like whatever I don't care you know but now I'm gonna fast forward to after university so now we're gonna talk about hair on my head because that's another thing like has been a very huge topic and I'm I'm, I'm being very vulnerable here okay uh, even during university I was constantly like worried about how my hair looked but after university, I started noticing hair foliage and it was hair falling to the point that I've never had before. And it started happening gradually. And over time I was like, oh my gosh, like my hair is thinner than before. And during this whole time, I was also critical about my hair so much, which really did not help. I probably like caused this onto myself and that really devastated me. Like I would cry about it. Like, this is like, I'm talking about like 2019, 2020. And I was crying about, I was like, this is, this is the end of me being a hot person. Like what the hell? Like I would constantly like, look at your boyfriend. Like your boyfriend has such a good head of hair, like a full, like, I love your like boyfriend's head of hair. I like my head of hair. I have hair on my head. (laughs) The tan loves my boyfriend. (laughs) But the thing is, it's like, I started noticing these issues and I came to the point where I was like, you know what? I need to own it. I need to own it. I'm going to see a doctor about it. I got, I got, I got to see a dermatologist. They put me on some sort of like topical treatment. And even the dermatologist sat me down and looked me in the eyes. And I only had like one appointment. Like this is like, just like a few months ago actually, no, like this is a few weeks ago, actually. She's like, I want to let you know is that I cannot be your God. We're not gods. I can give you some sort of solution, but I can't guarantee you anything. And on top of that, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself to look so perfect. Even if you're experiencing something like, like, like this, just own your experience so that it does not start eating you up. Because then after you become controlled by the experience rather than you controlling the experience. So what I would recommend, because like I know hair loss is a huge topic for guys in general, even women nowadays, like either like if it's anemia, if it's hormonal thyroid issues, it could be so many things, but at least for guys, I think I constantly go back to this is being kind to yourself. Being kind to yourself is so important. Like Lee, you you constantly talk about instant forgiveness. And I think forgiving yourself is so important. I was literally just going to say that. I was going to bring it up and we have to shout out our movement teacher, Pippa Donville from theater school who taught us instant forgiveness because it is so true. Anytime you see something that you think or that you think society would think is a flaw or is not, you know, consistent with today's beauty standards, instant forgiveness, man. Cause what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and obsess about it. You're going to, are you going to let it ruin your day? No, like enjoy your life. You know, so true. I, it's just, I, I don't understand the point. I, I and I, I understand that I don't suffer from perfectionism or severe anxiety. So, or OCD, for example. So I don't know what it's like to have these obsessions, but my point of view which is only mine. And, you know, I'm not saying it's correct. Is just that just like breathe and like, forgive yourself. It's so true. I find right now, if someone were to say something about my hair, I wouldn't care because I really have come to the point where it's like, I, like, I have not cried about it for like, I, I think several months, like more than half a year. I don't care about it anymore. But the fact is, is that I'm, so much more mature today than I was in university, than I was in high school, than I was in elementary school. And I'm grateful for that. Like, I am grateful for the fact that I have experienced so much so that I can basically stand up in front of my mirror and look at myself and say that I love that person that I see. Whereas before, I would never say that. I would never even dream of looking at myself and say, wow, you're gorgeous. 
No, I would wait for someone else to tell me that I'm gorgeous so that I'm like, oh, wow. So they think I'm gorgeous. So I think it's, it's so important when we're talking about our relationships with our bodies to really be aware about what are you saying to yourself inside your mind and how, how can you change that? Like the words that you say to yourself, the, the food that you eat, what you do, like your habits, your physical habits in terms of working out, because relationship with yourself, like with your body is not just a one thing. It's not just your food. It's not just, you know, you're working out. It's everything. I think I feel like I'm your doctor because yeah, you if you came into my clinic for dermatology and you were like, eh, what's wrong with my hair? I'd be like, get out. <laughs> like, stop it. You have always had an amazing head of hair. Don't sell yourself short ever. You you have great hair. Um, Thank you. You grew out like a friggin' mane during pandemic 2020. And then you friggin' shaved the whole thing off military style. And now your hair is like almost back to half the length it was when it was like a lion mane. So you have amazing hair. Do not sell yourself short. Thank you. First of all, when, when I shaved my head and you called me hot, oh my God, I you were like, so hot. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, this is my, like, you are my most cherished friend in <laughs> the whole world. Like I can't, I'm so even my boyfriend was like, Ooh, that's, that looks nice on him. Don't get me wrong. I love when you have your hair more probably, but I think your, your shaved head, like it was just such a cool change that I thought it was quite cool. Okay. I want to, I want to, I think we could probably talk about this for days Yeah, um, because it's just such a deep topic. And I'm, I'm really glad I had this glass of wine because I don't don't think I would have been able to get this deep about it. Um, but I want to play another game. Like we played last week. So hmm. you know, last week we did the three red flags and three green flags, whatever. I think we could probably do something similar to that. Um, maybe, you know, three green flags would be good things that you can do for your body or for your, you know, for your relationship with your body and three red flags that you should notice. Like if, if you're doing this, you, you got to stop doing that and, and instant forgiveness, of course, when you, when you catch yourself doing those red flag things, but I think that would be fun. So, Lee. Since last time I started first, why don't you start first? All right. Okay. (laughs) Great. Now I got to (laughs) think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with those red flags and not a positive note. All right. Red flag, red flag. I want to give it, I want to be juicy. I don't want it to be, you know, stereotypical. I mean, comparison is horrible as a general rule, but don't compare yourself to the ones you love, you know, comparing yourself to people on Instagram here or there is whatever. But if you compare yourself to someone like your best friend, your sisters, your brothers, that's a really dangerous zone because you're putting yourself, I mean, just at the bottom line of everything is we're all so different. I once had a friend said, say to me, you know, I think I had said to her, I wish I was skinnier like you. And she said, no, are you kidding? I wish I was like fuller because I I always wish I had boobs and a butt and I don't, and you do. And so the grass is really always greener on the other side, you know? And, and in my mind, I was like, oh, if I was skinnier, guys would like me. And she was like, oh, you know, if I had these boobs and this ass guys would like me. And it's like, no, you know, guys like you for you liking you, for you thinking that you're amazing. And, you know, you really got to know your self-worth. So especially your friends, I think, and your and your siblings, don't compare yourself to them because those are the people you love and you should love them because they're them and you should love you because you're you. All right, second red flag. This is tough. This is it really is tough. tough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell people to do with their lives. Okay, this is a good one in terms of weight, do not, do not try to hit a goal weight that is not healthy for your height and your gender. You know, if I'm a five, I'm five, seven, I will never try to be a hundred and, you know, a hundred and less than 120 pounds. I will be borderline anorexic if I do that. You know, I sit comfortably at 125, 130. If I go less than, if I, if I hit 110 or 100, like I'm anorexic and please send help, you know? 
So knowing, I mean, there are some great apps out there. Uh, my fitness pal is amazing. You, you input your height, you input your weight, you input how much you how much you exercise. And it tells you how much you should be eating, comparing it to your goals. So don't try to like, seriously, please do not try to hit something that is not healthy. You don't need to. Third red flag. I, I'm going to keep it simple. Don't chastise your body. Don't put your body, don't put your body down. I remember when we were in a voice class, I think it was voice class in theater school. Our teacher told us to, was it voice or maybe it was dance? I don't remember. She told us to lay on our backs, you know, lift up our legs and, you know, give our, our feet and our legs a massage and thank them. And I was like, huh, what do you mean? She was like, literally say it out loud, say thank you to them because of all of the hard work, they have been keeping you upright all day long and we don't thank our bodies enough. So don't go home and look at yourself in the mirror and, and say, oh, I hate this, I hate that. Your body is the reason you're here. Without your body, you're dead. So, I mean, it kind of blends into a green flag, but don't chastise your body. Be grateful. <laughs> your turn, your three red flags. I would start with don't overdo anything, whether it is dieting, whether it is working out, whether it is, uh, you know, starting a skincare routine, you do not need to wash your skin seven times a day to get rid of that acne. Like do not overdo anything, uh, especially if there are any perfectionists out there who want the results today, right away, right now. That's, that's, that's just not how life works. We need to be patient with ourselves. So please do, do not overdo anything. Next thing, which is similar to your, like to you, don't chastise yourself. I would say be aware of how often you are critical of your body and even actually start writing those critical thoughts down so that you can be aware of how rude you are to your own body. Because that is something that if you become aware of how critical you are, because it's one thing to stop being negative to yourself, but it's another thing to actually catch yourself and be aware in your mind how negative you are about yourself. So I know it's similar to yours because this is really hard finding like red flags about all this because they're all kind of intertwined into each other. Another one that I would think is a good red flag is be aware of internet scams about weight loss supplements. There can be stuff out there that is really harmful to your body, to your liver, to your kidneys. Be like, be aware of that. And don't just trust anything that you see out there. Even, even personal trainers that may uh, make, you know, overprice their stuff online. Be aware of that as well. Yes, someone can create such a great website and like you can believe what they say and blah, blah, blah. And they can say like, they're the best, but really it's like, there are a lot of personal trainers out there. And, and I bet every personal trainer is just as qualified uh, like to do this job well. Uh, so I would just really be aware of all that. So yeah, I mean, like they might not be the best red flags, but yeah, that's what I got. What are your green flags? Those are great. Green flag number one. <laughs> trust that it is a process i'm looking at this sign right in front of me it's a quote i have on my wall it's one of those like karen you know cheesy quotes you buy from hallmark <laughs> but it says the journey is the destination i must say that again the journey is the destination so when you're thinking about fitness or getting rid of acne or body hair or whatever it may be that you're self-conscious about and you want to you want to work towards realize that it's a process and that even for example me working out with my 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 girlfriend from home and me seeing a personal trainer i am enjoying the process i am not thinking to myself oh i can't wait until i look like this because that's not the point the point is that we live in the now we don't live in the future. So that is why progress, well, that'll lead me to step two, green flag number two, which is what I've already kind of said in this podcast is that progress, progress pictures, measurements, weight, whatever it is. Those are great. 
because you can't see progress unless you have a record of it. You, you're only living in this present moment. So you're never going to see what you look like in the future. And you're not going to be able to remember clearly what you looked like in the past. So that is why progress records are important. But yeah, that ties in with, again, the first green flag is that you got to just enjoy the process. Just enjoy the fact that you've committed to this journey and that that is your destination. All right, green flag number three. This kind of goes deeper than just body, but thanking, just thanking yourself that you are still here. It kind of kind of bridges into mental health a little bit that you've made it this far. I mean, you've all the trials and tribulations that have brought you to this moment, all the times you've felt you hated yourself, the way you looked, the way you felt, but you're still here. And that's a great place to circle back to that first green flag. And just, if you want to make a change, just do it. Just start. I mean, <laughs> that's Nike's slogan. Just do it. Literally just do it. Like it's as easy as watching a YouTube video and following a workout, but you got to start with that instant forgiveness. Like we were saying, you got to start off by thanking yourself, thanking your body that it has brought you this far because you're still here, you're still alive and you're still standing. So you can keep going and you can get better if you want. What about you? Oh, those are so good. I would start off with writing a gratitude journal, everything that you're grateful for. Like writing it down is really important because you are basically creating new neuronal uh, circuits in your brain to start actually getting into that habit of gratitude rather than pessimism, rather than focusing on what you don't have, focus on what you do have, which is really important. And within that gratitude journal, write down that you're grateful for doing that one extra push-up today, that you're grateful for the workout that you're doing today, that you're grateful that your body is, you know, has the strength to get, you know, to bring you to this moment. Exactly what Lee said, like, I'm, I'm really just elaborating on it, but a gratitude journal is extremely important. A second thing is similar to what I said before about being aware of when you're critical to yourself, start getting into the habit of treating yourself how you would talk to a child. You would never talk to a child, oh, you're ugly. Oh, you're disgusting. You know what? You're like, you're not worth it. That's not the way that you would talk to your own child. I hope not, but that's not a way that you would talk to any sort of child. So really treat yourself the way that you would treat a child because we're really just that's a so child. Far. Like we're just a child basically like we're the same person as what we were like 20 years ago we just have 20 more years of experience but we're the same kind of sort of scared little thing inside right and third, I that. Oh, thanks third <laughs> i would say accept where you are right now really accept because you can't move forward if you don't accept where you are right now and let go of your expectations. Yes, we all have goals. We all have intentions, but we are not, we cannot control our reality. We can create it, but, but you need to be right here is like in the now, just like what Lee said, but to be here in the now, you need to accept the way that you look right now so that you can move forward. You you can definitely be whatever 20 pounds lighter or this, that, whatever, but you need to look at where you are right now, take a breath, accept where you are, appreciate where you are at so that you can move forward. It's, it's, I find it really important and to let go of your expectations and your attachment to a certain outcome because your outcome, the, like the outcome that happens may be better than what you thought of. And that outcome may happen a bit more faster or a bit more longer. But if you're attached to when it's going to happen and when that body weight, like your optimal body weight is going to like finally occur, like it's, you can't do that because you're going to destroy your energy and you, and life is energy and don't waste your energy on being harsh Negative. to yourself. Amazing. Wow. I think we just solved everybody's issues. <laughs> I think we did too. Um, if it's... you took, 
if you took nothing from this episode, that is totally okay. If you've heard all of this before and you're like, ugh, whatever, that is fine. <laughs> but this is just, we think we're spreading some truths right now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's our wisdom that we're spreading. Like what we've learned so far. It's not like we're gurus. Like we're definitely not anyone's guru. I just believe that we have some sort of knowledge that we have acquiesced so far in our life. Oh, fancy word. <laughs> well, you, well, you're the one studying to be a teacher. So like- Dan likes to sprinkle in a fancy word here and there. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, I am almost 26 years old. And I would just like to say that I would not have said any of this stuff at the end of theater school. I was not this wise. So I do think you are, yes, you are intelligent in saying that we have acquiesced this <laughs> intelligence over the past four years. <laughs> Yeah, our acquisition of this knowledge is, <laughs> is now spread to you guys. And I hope you guys don't think that all of this is just so- You're so welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're so welcome. And, and I, like, I hope you guys don't think that this is <laughs> any sort of flock sinosinai hilipilification, which is just a word, a Excuse huge word. Excuse me? It's just a huge word that explains- Stop it. Stop not yourself. <laughs> nonsense it just means nonsense i hope you guys don't think that this is nonsense <laughs> that's thank you i'll that's send you the way. word i'll send right. you the word okay that concludes episode number two i'm sure it was a lot longer this time than it was the last time but we had a lot to say so enjoy and i hope you guys tune in to our next episode till next time see ya see ya see ya